Hello, friends, guys, gals, and our non-binary pals. Hope you guys are all doing great today. Welcome to Play Along Podcast, the podcast where we play through games. You know us. You love us. It's your boys, Jared, joined by Kai and Ben. If if I'm acting weirdly uh, uh, enthusiastic, is because I'm sitting in a podcaster chair right now, and I feel very powerful. So that's that's the reason. Yeah, why. I can tell. Yeah, hundred episodes uh... of this bitch, and you change the intro now. Yeah, it's getting <laughs> to your head, bro. <laughs> I gotta gotta change. I used to change it where it was like kind of themed to what we were doing, and what then a, I was like, "Fuck it." What episode are we on, by the way? What what, what number? Uh, well, it gets confusing because if you're including the get right or not. And... Like, Plus, we, we do like we the random Halloween episode. We're, we we're over 100. I would say like 120 is my guess. Hell yeah. You reckon? I, I, I would reckon say between like 110 and 115. If I had a party popper with confetti, I would do it. But <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, well, hello. It's nice Hi. to be here. This is a very uh, different uh, environment for us different. because it's, we it's are actually, we swapped. Mm-hmm. It's, it's late here in the States and early... Well, still late for Ben, but that's because he's a psychopath and decided. To <laughs> he decided up. sleep is for losers, uh, and he's like, "I'm gonna be awake forever." Yeah, yeah. It, but it's it's kind of perfect because you know me as someone who is most of the time half mental functioning and and very raspy, and now it's the same thing. Just but I'm tired and haven't slept rather than being tired and just having slept the, so. the, the difference is there's not like something to look forward to like there's not going to be like an energy peak it'll probably just slowly decline as the episode no, continues yeah, exactly <laughs> i usually peak about halfway through an episode where my mental faculties resume and i'm able to actually participate this will only be downhill this would have been a perfect like play along for us after dark we could have got like some like boozy drinks going i have, I have a oh, mug of hot chocolate i have work I guess that's yes. and I it's a uh, quarter to seven in the morning here in the UK, um, and I got to like one AM and I was like, I'm not tired, so fuck it, I'm just gonna stay up and play copious <laughs> is, amounts of Overwatch. What is that like? Uh, it's really like weird. Yeah, I know. I was like, come like eight or nine o'clock up our like like let's just so, call it. I'm tired. <laughs> well, like I mean, not to like sort of like derail or whatever but like having chronic fatigue uh my entire life i just coexist tired so i've learned to function as you best just, as you possible. just live in like a level of tiredness of like constant tired and pretty exhaustion much, yeah. so that's pretty much just like your daily life that's not a good time <laughs> it's uh yeah 109 episodes is uh what google podcast is saying i started at 120 and said between 110 and 115 so that was that was kind of close I was kind of like so. 109, this 110, baby. But, uh, this is 110. Yeah, hey, welcome to episode 110. 110. Welcome to episode 110 of this podcast, which is an ever-evolving experiment of three gentlemen slowly losing their minds <laughs> while talking <laughs> yeah. about video games. Exactly. How much are you willing to do for the pod? A social experiment. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we can make it like a Netflix doc. Well, I uh, will reach out to Netflix. There'll be a play-along documentary about all of us once we're once we're mm. done. Jared's uh, slowly turning into every podcaster ever. I yeah, there's <laughs> big Chad energy coming off that yeah. chair, man. It's so, just—it's really comfortable. This podcast isn't any longer going to be about video games, but instead about men's rights and uh, you know, <laughs> why, why women need to get back in the kitchen. Yeah, exa- exactly. Uh, if you don't know, play along podcast. We are a video game podcast. We're a weekly podcast oh, yeah, that uh, plays through <laughs> games God. in kind of a book club slash audio book format. 
what we'll do is each week we come together and uh, discuss a game. We'll each take turns choosing a game. We'll then break that game into sections. Like I said, come together each week and then discuss that section specifically. Um, we cover gameplay, narrative, visuals, graphics. We kind of cover the the whole wide spectrum there we do dive deep into the narrative specifically so if you are trying to avoid spoilers for any game that we are playing either play the game along with us or play the game first and then come back and listen to us but if all that sounds cool and interesting be sure to follow us on our socials all that is linked down below and yeah there you go instagram twitter tiktok how many how many times have you engaged with a piece of content and then followed someone that's old that's boring what we're asking Mm. you to do if this is your first time, follow now. Yeah. And then listen and see if it was worth it. See, yeah. see. And then if it don't, was don't worth listen, it, just, just jump right in, actually. But give us that follow first. You know what? Even the crazier, go go to our Patreon. You can find that in the link tree linked <laughs> below. Give us money and then see if that was worth it. And if it wasn't, we're not going to reimburse you because we need it. But also, we'd appreciate your support. That's also a wild, like a, a thought experiment or a social experiment of just like randomly finding people's Patreons and subscribing, even though you have no context of what they're doing yeah. or what they, what they have. Plus, exactly. it's, it's, you know, let's be honest, it's fun to unfollow people. You, yeah. you get that, you get that satisfaction. You're like, man, I've, I've outgrown this. Plus, person. plus, I we have, have to, we have to start to find a new uh, social platform now that uh, Elon Musk is slowly uh, plummeting Twitter Ruining into Twitter. the ground. Bro, I mean, actually, gentlemen, this might be our only chance to get verified. We should strike while the iron's hot. That Patreon money is going right to get blue checks for all three of us. We could be there along with a verified bot. Uh, I I saw a thing. I saw a thing that he was talking about the whole uh, Twitter verification, and he was saying that uh, they're going to start pushing people's tweets and replies that have the check mark more than others. So even more, you're you're if you're not check marked, your stuff's going to get buried in the algorithm, and you're not going to be able to be seen. I. I'm just slowly starting to think that this is him just being super petty. And he was like, you know what? If you're going to pull the law on me and make me buy this platform, I said I wasn't going to buy, but I was yeah. going to buy. I'm just going to burn it to the ground. I, I would yeah. say yes, other than the fact that rich people love two things and one more than the other. The second thing they love the most is is for some goddamn reason, I don't understand this, Uh, being in the public image and feeling important. But the first thing is fucking money. And he spent $44 billion to buy Twitter. Even even on Elon Musk's uh, salary of being the richest person in history, uh, $44 billion is so much money. Yes. uh, So I don't think he, I don't think this is just, I want to ruin a social platform. I think he really, does believe in that fucked up little head of his that he is our god king uh so elon if you're out there for listening good luck sir i hope that you don't fuck up the world more than it already has been Speaking of, uh, oh, like speaking of, of uh, <laughs> exactly. What a segue! Uh, today is the first episode of our new main series that Ben picked for us, which is Papers Please. Today is. I was episode. very upset. Somebody thought this was a Kai recommendation. I was like, oh, 
I get it. I, I mean, I feel like I feel like you've talked about this game kind of the podcast before. You've at least talked to me about Papers Please hundreds of times. Hun- hundreds. You can't stop me. It's like, yeah. oh, how's your day? And I'm like, have you played Papers Please? Actually, that's Slime Rancher. Let's be honest. That's true. Uh, but no, yeah, I mean that it's very on brand. It's an indie yeah. game. Uh, that's kind of my my mistake. But no, nope, this was not me. This is old Benji boy. Which I'm glad that it's not a JRPG, to be honest. That's all I, that's all I care about. We've only played two for the podcast. I mean, come on. I mean, both of those that were That is too, too many. In our longest series. Uh, but yeah, Papers, Please originally came out August 8th, 2013. Developed by 3909 LLC. Was it free? Is that what you're saying? Three. Three. Super Mario, Chrono Trigger, oh. Pokemon. Three. Oh, I sure. Pokemon's not an RPG. We know that. Pokemon is definitionally a turn-based <laughs> JRPG. And that's even in your stupid definition of the word RPG. And don't get me started down this road they'll, of they'll, RPG. We, Kai and I were talking. We're going to have a bonus episode discussing the the verbiage of RPG and his uh, qualms with it. Okay. That should anyway, be interesting. Continue. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. just derailing. Continue with the podcast. August 8th, 2013. This game comes out. It gets a ton of awards. It's awarded for BAFTA Games Award for Strategy and Simulation. It gets nominated for uh, BAFTA Best Games, uh, nominated for another um, uh, uh, strategy and simulation category as well. There's lots of talk and lots of hype around around this game too, which I honestly hadn't really heard much about it. Obviously, like so Kai talking about it, but in terms of the plot and what you do like i had no context going into into this game of what this game was actually really about interesting i thought you would have known like a little bit just from being in the uh gamosphere yeah no i i really went in this like blind like even like visually like i haven't really didn't even really see anything about this game until i started playing it now and i would uh, imagine I the format's a little different you before what you described yeah I've described the the what you're doing in this game. Mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. I didn't describe it in great detail. So you yeah, just the context. Idea. You weren't like what? You're what like you, you're like you're a, yeah yeah. You you scan people's uh, paperwork and you say whether or not they come. I, your I thought we were doing a paper factory. Like you did have some <laughs> idea, but yeah, not a lot of context. Yeah, not a lot of context. Yeah. Um, I mean, f- for me. Uh, just to sort of piggyback off what you're saying, I only know it through uh, YouTube. YouTuber I oh, watch, done a series on it, um, and I was like, "Oh, this game is fucking dope! I should play it at some point." And just never got around to it. And hearing Kai kind of mention it on the podcast now and then, I was like, Do "You know what? I think I'm going to play it for the podcast." And here we are. So I, I, I know. Um, I know the mechanics of the game. I know some of the um, bureaucracy that's going to come into it and mm-hmm. some of the uh, ethics that's going to be attached to the game. Um, but nonetheless, I don't think that's taken away from me wanting to play it. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Kai? What, what, when did you actually first uh, play this game? Did you play it back in 2013? I played this game in 2017, Mm. 2018, one of those years. Uh, Weirdly enough, the first time I had heard of this game was I was taking a digital art and video art uh, class in college. 
and That's it was in my cool. textbook. Um, thank you. Shout out to Brian Winkenwaiter, who not only has a great last name. I was like, that's an amazing last name. Winkenwaiter? written many art history textbooks and was a fantastic professor who ended up teaching this class, but uh, included a lot of video games uh, in it and chose a textbook that highlighted that. And this game was in there. And I was like, wow, seems like a really interesting idea. Uh, and so then I ended up buying it uh, after seeing it in the textbook and played... I don't think I finished it at the time, but I played, I don't know, a couple hours of it. And I was like, oh, that's a cool idea. And now we're here mm. several, several years later. And I'm yeah, this... finishing it for the podcast. Interestingly, this game is actually um, like cited as the pinnacle of games as an art. Yeah, I like think a lot of Technica, people... that was their quote. And they were like, yeah, this is this is like. It. If somebody said to you, show me one... Yeah, if someone said, show me one game that proves that games are art, this is the game that people are like, yeah, exactly. Surprisingly. That is is spoken like a person who doesn't play a lot of games. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a very Pretentious art people, I'd be like, oh yeah, this is this is this is art but it's like yeah all games are really art yeah, there's... Say, all, all games are i mean this definitely has a very intentional message that it's it's trying to yeah. to talk about and it's in it, its uh, themes but i mean it's all art man video games are art. Let's, let's like let's let's try and amp the energy up a bit let's try and let's get Wait, into i'm pumped i'm i'm here i got the energy got my hot cocoa <laughs> known for giving energy um <laughs> Look, you guys experienced, uh, well, I mean, specifically, Jared, I know you experienced some issue in your first run through yeah. of of this leg. Uh, phase one to six, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe Jared ended up getting arrested. Didn't you? you got a game over on like day four. Uh, yeah, I got a game over on day four. Yeah. How? How do you even do that? <laughs> Very carefully. Okay. These so... mobile controls really fucking with your <laughs> game. Ben, do you want to he go into ju- it? He was just open border. He was like, yeah, yeah. he was, was like, like yeah, come, on come on in, everybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, before we get into that, Ben, do you want to tell the people a little bit about kind of what we're doing and what we're, uh, what the game is about? Uh, hmm. uh, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> just be like, not really. At, yeah, at its fine. core, at its core, you're playing as, um, somebody who's working a border crossing. Mm-hmm. Um, but most importantly, you're not t- intentionally doing it. Your name has been drafted in a labor lottery and mm-hmm. you've been told like, Hey, you're coming to work at the border crossing. And so at its core, that's what you're doing. You're checking people's documents, making sure that they are up to regulation and rules mm-hmm. The issues start to come with those rules that are being introduced. People are trying to enter your country, which I'm going to butcher the pronunciation because even though I told Jared it, I'm still not. Is it Arstotska? Arstotska. That's that's Uh, better than... I don't know why it always comes out in an accent. I feel like with the Zs and the Ts and the Ks, it kind of just like rolls up the tongue. Yeah. So uh, that is the country people are trying to come into. And there is essentially this war that is happening on the border in countries and so people are trying to come to your country for safety um and so there's all of this like complete backstory to it there's people trying to run away from war there's terrorists that are unhappy with our country and the entire game setting is supposed to be sort of reminiscent of like 
peak USSR communism yeah. times. And so that's kind of the vibe of everything that's happening in the background. And yeah. I don't know about you guys at first, you're kind of like, because oh, you, you get a newspaper every day mm-hmm. and the newspaper will have a headline on it. And at first you're kind of like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. Uh, and then like day five or six, you're like reading the news and you're like, right, okay, what is happening? Yeah. Kalechia agents have attacked the border. Okay, right. Yeah, and lo and behold, the, the things I was mean? doing. Yeah, yeah, I was, just I was doing job. was coming up in the newspaper. I was like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you were in the newspaper? Oh no, not, I have a not feeling my character that, uh... personally, but like things that like I, actions that I did showed ended up showing up in the newspaper. Like, yeah. So that was interesting. And so that's kind of the basis of it. And then at the end of the day, you'll get a rundown of how much money you earn. Mm-hmm. Which from what I remember is based off of the amount of people that you correctly either let in or deny entry and then you can be cited and you can be penalized money for Mm. if people are let into the country even though their documents are incorrect or whatever yeah and then you have to dictate where you're going to spend that money you have a family to support or if you want to rent because you can can just not spend it either yeah you've got rent to pay food and heat and there'll be like a little thing that says oh you're your um i think you have like a a wife a son a daughter and like a mother-in-law or something yeah Mm -hmm. and uh it will tell you like they're okay or they're cold they're hungry and you can kind of take money out where you need to you can also upgrade your booth you can i did that at the end of that day i think it was day four or whatever uh service level like this game is is relatively straightforward i mean as your character as this border uh, this checkpoint inspector you're regulating whether or not people have the correct documentation and the accurate documentation to come into the country very mm-hmm. surface level and on day one it is just that easy you know if people are citizens of artstotska then they can come in and if they're not then they can't so that's really just how that first day goes as the days mm-hmm. progress the stipulations of whether or not they can come into the country will change. They can get, you know, visas. They can have have IDs that are required. They can have, like, work visas and things like that. And you have to check the accuracy of those and make sure everything's on par. So some mm-hmm. of these people are like, like, you get a, you get a rule booklet. I don't know if you're yes. aware of that. Mm-hmm. You get the rule booklet and it shows oh, yeah. you basic rules. And it shows you the regional map. So you can see the countries and you can see the issuing cities because you have to match Make sure those cities. match up. Yeah. And people will do things like one letter will be out of place in the yep. name of the issuing city. And that is an incorrect issuing city because it's technically fraudulent. So, so you have to be shit hot on it. Yeah. Yeah. This is where my uh, struggle came from. So for first time playing through, I made it through the first four days, day one, day two, fine. Day three and day four, between those two, I got 10 citations between the two of those. And I, my family Whoa. got sent back to their home country and I got thrown in jail and I got a game over. <laughs> because Whoa. I didn't understand how the mechanics work. So if you have your um, passport, right? And one of the things on the passport will be the date in which it expires. So mm-hmm. I would click on that and be like, is that 
is it good? Like, is it, is it, is it all right? And I would click on other things on the past part. Like what's, I don't understand what's happening. What do I have to click on? I didn't understand that I have to click on that. Then go to the basic rules and click the rule that says all documents must be up to date. And then clicking those two things says like, mm-hmm. it matches. Cool. That's up to date. Mm-hmm. Clicking on the individual that shows up at your booth with their like ID picture. Yeah. Those two things are accurate. I didn't understand that correlation and was just letting people go by and getting like, like, Oh, there's nothing like there's no red you blip can- or nothing was coming up. That seemed like an error to me least yeah you can also click um the clock in the bottom left with the expiry date yeah and then that will show yeah. that their visa is out of date oh the- interesting i see i didn't know that i was always yeah, i was you- just clicking it with the rule i would always open game- up the rule books and do it that way i should say yeah there's no tutorial by this the way game doesn't yeah. do a very good job with tutorial and like like playing it on pc one of the things that you just kind of have to figure out is that to get mm-hmm. the next person to come you click the building yeah, mm-hmm. it's the same uh, on like mobile. Where the loudspeaker, right? Like mm-hmm. they don't tell you to do that. You just kind of, you're like waiting for the next person to come in because the first day you come in and the like shutter is closed on the front, you have to open the shutter. Yeah. That makes the first person. But then you have to like click the actual thing. But there's no like prompt, uh, and it's not necessarily something you'd be like, yeah, this is what I have to click. It's the loudspeaker. And once you do it, once you get it. But there's a lot of things in this game that are kind of like that, where it's like. Well, and also your around. days are, are your, the, the time that you're working is also limited. So like I yeah. ran into a similar situation where after I had the first person go in, I was like, cool, next person, no one was going, but that clock still runs. Like that clock's going to yep. still run yep. until you figure it out. And then I was like, oh, I got to tap the little thingy and then it prompts the next person to come up. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, I mean, days one and two are fairly straightforward. Um, yeah. It starts to pick up a little bit uh like day three mm-hmm. people start requiring uh i think it's the government. work permits yeah it's like That's work permit first and then or it might be day two that it's a work permit and then people can come into the country but they have to state why they're coming in and how long they're coming in mm-hmm. and yeah the, you the also first... go on the first one you do so the second day i believe is tickets Yes. So anyone outside of the country, there's passports outside of the country that we're in needs a ticket to enter. Right. You have to validate the ticket. The ticket Make has sure the, up the name and the <clears throat> date and the passport number on it. And then once you go through day two, then in day three, that's when people are allowed to start working in the country. Mm-hmm. So then that adds a work permit. And the work permit has what they're doing. And then you have to start interviewing people. And then you mm-hmm. can pull up these logs of the conversation. And if it's like, the work permit is for, or the entry permit, I guess, because some of it is like, I'm just visiting family or whatever. Yeah. But if that says like, oh, I'm visiting for, uh, you know, two months and the person says I'm visiting for six months, then you have to like reference those two things back to each other. Um, and then sometimes they answer. That was that was the one that tripped me up doing that. It's like someone was like, I'm here for a year and their thing said two months. And so then I referenced it and they responded like, Oh yeah, I'm only here for two months, but they said twelve months before, so I denied them, and then I got a COA citation that was like they had provided the correct information. I was like, no, they didn't. 
They yeah, just changed I changed their answer. That's I did insane. the exact same thing. I remember I denied that person, got the citation, and it was like person should have been approved. And I was like, what? How? Like, what? You can't just, just be like, oh yeah, sorry, no, I was just kidding. Just, just like scribble that out for me real quick. It's definitely going to be two months. I'm not going <laughs> to stay for a year. It's like you're lying. Also, that's a very big like discrepancy in time. Like, I know. In a year and two months. That's a that's a little that's a little sus. Um, yes, but after. The, my, my failure and th- being thrown into jail. I mean, luckily, mm-hmm. with the game, you can kind of pick back up on the day that you failed. So I could have picked back up on day four, but mm-hmm. at, at that point, I had nine discrepancies. So I was just like, "Let's just start over. Let's just start a new one." I understand <laughs> how Please this play. works now, and I'm gonna go from there. And then I was like, to the to the T to the book. I was like, "I'm gonna. I don't care. I don't care about your sob story. I don't care if you haven't seen your child in eighteen months. Whatever. If you don't have your correct documentation, you're not coming in." interesting so you went like totalitarian with it yeah i really did i was like my family needs needs warmth and they need food and that's what i care about yeah i can hide behind a bureaucracy ignorance is bliss um i i went full goody two shoes except for three occasions three i only had one okay what are your three i think Uh, i think i know the one you're talking about too guy and i went goody two my the first one the first one was uh, the murderer. So there is in the newspaper there is a story about a ex athlete who mm-hmm. supposedly murdered his girlfriend, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he ends up turning up at the booth. And you can look at his documents. His documents are all in check, but you look at his name, and then you can drag up the newspaper and compare his name to the name on the newspaper. And you'll be like, oh, you're so-and-so. And And he's like, oh, crap. Yeah. He's like, look, I'm being framed. You know, I didn't do it. It's not how it looks. And I was just like, no, detain. (laughs) And I detained him. And uh, that's another that's another aspect the of police. the game that you can do is at like, I think it's like a fifth or sixth day. If you get anybody that is doing anything suspicious, you can detain them. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there was there was one or two people who their documents were fraudulent mm-hmm. and the detain option come up and i was just like ah, i'm not gonna detain like just go away just just fuck off get up get the hell out of my I, I detained that same guy that you were talking about when he came in i was like mm, nope 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 yeah i don't, I don't I know Kai... oh interesting oh. did anything happen in the six-day period so far no. oh, okay he i'm curious innocent. he said he was framed <laughs> <laughs> We're in we're uh, in an Eastern Bloc country. You believe in the the media that you just put it out? <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't. Uh, the other one was a a woman came through who was on a work visa, and yeah. she was like, uh, she all the documents were fine, blah 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 blah. And then when I was leaving, she was leaving. She gave me a note, and she was like, "I need help," and left the booth. This is the one that got me. And you read the note, and the note is like, a man's coming along. His name's like. I don't know. We're going to call him some Eastern European name. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call him uh, Dimitri. Okay. Dimitri. Good. Okay. Uh, Dimitri is going to come along. Uh, you cannot let him through this booth. He will essentially the, the, well, from what I remember, the implication is that he beats the girls that work at his club. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, because her, her work permit doesn't even say that that's what she's doing. She says, like, in her note that she's going to be sex trafficked, pretty much, if yeah. you don't stop mm. this guy. Like, she's going to be forced to work for this guy, and he's going to take her passport so she can't yeah, he's leave. take away, like, that her was visa it. and that stop her it, from yeah. leaving yeah. the country, essentially. And my soft ass was like, this guy's getting denied. I was like... <laughs> oh, I denied him. 
because he turns up i didn't deny him i let him through because he came up and he had all his paperwork everything checked out and i was like you know what i you look good you're by the book go in so what happens is that next newspaper the newspaper headline is that woman was murdered at the club by the guy that i let in wow that's that's on your conscience forever now you led to that happening that's crazy. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, I, I, was, did, I was playing I by the book. Get, I was playing by the I book. I was like, you know fined. what? Yeah. That was the only time I actually got fined during the first six days. And I got fined like five credits, which I was like. So I've not been fined. I've had a couple of citations. and You get, you get some warnings. warnings. I think the first two that you get yeah. are warnings. But once you get seven more after that, they don't really appreciate uh, all the, <laughs> the citations <laughs> like, that you are getting. This is My, problematic. My final one was uh, the husband and wife. I don't know if you remember these. Like, a husband comes through. <laughs> yeah, I and straight, uh, I denied that bitch. Also, she looked old <laughs> as shit. So the, guy, the guy in the front is like, he's super young. And then she's like, decrepit and wrinkly. Like, yeah, so he comes through. He's yeah, talking all fine. And he's like, uh, oh, my wife's next. You know, be nice to her. And she comes through her documents are a hot fucking mess shit's out of date and like yeah. everything i let her through i was like oh, no, wow i was like, I was nah, like nope nope nope, nope. <clears throat> i did that boy I'm a not, favor he can find i'm not splitting the husband and wife like go go through that's fine whatever yeah my my biggest one was that um individual with the guy and the woman that gives you the note that was the big mm. one where i let him through and then she ended up turning up dead somehow and i was like god damn it okay that's fine Gotta how is how family. everyone's family doing how uh, how are uh, we fine doing good Everyone, everyone's doing good i mean aside from yeah. my uh, broken conscience that i got a woman murdered but you know other than that <laughs> uh, i've I been couldn't, doing i good. couldn't pay my heating twice that was the thing i said i stopped i didn't pay my heating I think once or twice too, because I wanted, I was like saving it money because I had like a, a citation or a warning before. And I was like, you know, I just won't get the heating this time. They'll be cold next time. And then that time after that, I'll, I'll turn the heating back on. Yeah. So I, I've just been voluntarily sacrificing stuff. Um, yeah. So if my family are okay, uh, I'll give them food and no heat. And then the next day I'll give them cash. heat and no food and like yeah. just save cash. Cause I ended up getting, um, Oh, we should say like the discrepancy system. You have to activate. Yeah, yeah you have correct. To click. Is it the same on mobile? Yeah. So when it, so if I like say the passport's out of date, when I click on that and I click on either whatever the clock or the rule, it'll say discrepancy, and there's kind of like a little microphone on the side. And if you tap that, that'll interact with the individual and telling oh. them like, hey, like what's you know this was out of date or whatever, and they'll have some reason, and then you can either so on deny them or on so. Steam you have to click a red triangle in the bottom of the screen. Oh, well, the, the red triangle is how you initiate to try to find the discrepancies. But once you oh, do, I, you do I, the little microphone thing on the side. I I think I misunderstood. It made, the way I took it was that it was automatically done on mobile. Oh, no, no, no. I still have to stuff. hit the little triangle on the bottom to oh, okay. pull up, like, to find discrepancies within the... Yeah, you gotta station. go to sleuth mode. Yeah. yeah, I'm interested to see how this works for mobile because day five, I think it is, you get an upgrade for your booth. You can pay, like, 30 whatever the currency is credits and oh is it just credits yeah it's just credits. okay and speckles yeah i didn't know if it was like the arstochkin <laughs> dollar or something yeah, you know? yeah. um so you, you can pay like 30 credits or 25 credits and you can now initiate this interrogation mode with the space bar 
So you don't have to click anymore. You can hit space, click the thing, click the thing. It'll say discrepancy. And then you can just you know, click the button to interrogate yeah. them. It, it could be what two things. It could be that I just didn't see that there is an upgrade mode. Or that's not a thing in mobile because there's not like a hotkey kind of situation on, on touch. Because mm. I didn't like, I don't remember seeing anything where I can upgrade my booth after the, the six days. But yeah, definitely it's in the, it. so like when you get your, on the fifth day, I believe, when you uh-huh. get your like receipt at the end of the day mm. uh, with mm. all like the little line items. At the yeah. very bottom, it gives you the option if you have the money to upgrade. Ah, I think I it's see, 10 I credits. I was a broke boy. And I did that, that not have the money. That's same situation. I just didn't have any money. Uh, yeah. It still should come up like at the bottom. It's just you can't wow. select it if you don't have the credits. Yeah. Uh, so I, my family is not only cold, but I have a basic-ass booth. I'm interested to see like, how it would work on mobile. I guess they'd have to just make it automatic, right? Because like you said, there's no hotkey. So. Yeah, yeah. One in Going into the mobile controls a little bit, the one thing that I struggled with again i didn't realize until later with the mechanics in general and i didn't even realize until you guys just said it now that if i clicked on like the date and the clock that would correspond and that would create a match discrepancy if there is one because i was going to the rules but even mm. in like checking to see if the like issue location was the same and flipping to the map i would accidentally click different things because it's set up in a, obviously a vertical format with the documents on the bottom the main documents there and then the individual at the top so i would accidentally oh, flip through okay. either back to the basic rules or flip through all yeah. of the like the world map when trying to click to click something so i i accidentally clicked on things lots of times throughout playing this yeah. so it's it's in portrait it's not landscape yes yes interesting okay ben okay. how did you handle organization of your documents and other accoutrement yeah, so I I um I kind of got a rhythm down come like day six. It took me a hot minute to kind of work out everything because when you want to stamp somebody's uh, passport, you have to click a thing on the side that brings out the stamps and you click mm-hmm. the stamp you want and then they go off. So by day six, I realized I don't need to click that to make that go back in. I don't know if you can see this, when this I... is like what it looks like. It's really, really hard to see. Okay, you have more room to work with than I thought. Yeah, so I feel like the basic rules, basic rules, and everything. Oh no, you do not! Holy shit, they take up yeah. the entire. So I like fucking... I have to, like swipe between all the documents, like left and right, to get everything. That's actually oh, kind of nice, though. Yeah, that is because because on PC you just have a one desk space and they all mm. stack. And then oh, you interesting! Click and it's like uh, I mean, the only, my only kind of facsimile of it isn't like photoshop when you're like moving layers back and i was forth. gonna oh, say yeah you, you, oh. you click the wrong layer and it will yeah. move the wrong so layer they move on top of each other so if you have a document that's in the back and you have like three in front of it and you click it it comes all the way to the front mm. which can get frantic right so like also... uh, on the mobile version it's like if you're on a website and you're like clicking through images i just like swipe through the documents i need to go through and then click on and then swipe back that's, and then like that's, that's how you coordinate very convenient that actually is a lot more convenient because yeah. like the amount of times i've lost people's entry tickets or passports because it will be buried like i'll have their entry ticket underneath my rule book which is underneath their work permit. Can you change that like that order, or is it always no. in the same order? No. So that's what I was going to say. Is this? It's it's basically reliant on where you drag and drop stuff. So mm. I would 
at the beginning of the day, I would pull out the rule book and put it up in the top right corner. Interesting. Smart man. Have the rule book out, immediately out. And then I would process someone. I wouldn't put the sticker thing away. I would hit the horn. That puts the sticker away for me. And in the time of the person walking into the booth, I would click the thing on the rule book and take it back to the home page because I don't know if I'm going to need the map or the basic rules or whatever. Mm. So that was kind of my system I got into. And then I would always do passport last. I would look at their entry stuff first. And then once that was done, I wouldn't leave it on the desk. I'd throw it back over to the side to like, there's like a counter in front of them. When you ask for their papers, they put it on the counter. You have to click and drag it into your desk, look at it and then click and drag it back. Yeah. But you can only give it back to them once you've clicked yes or no. And then you have to drag it onto the person and let go. And it like gives it back to them. Yeah. That's fascinating. Um, it's almost like a cooking game. Like yeah. Like a, like a burger rush kind of like you're doing. You've got to get that rhythm. Yeah. And then yeah. you like put it back. But I do the same thing. I keep the the bug. I mean, I keep mine top left, but it really is, doesn't matter. But yeah, I'll just keep the rule book open top left. And yep. then I'll just stack downward at a diagonal so that I can like reference each document. That's the only benefit I can think of versus mobile to this is that with swiping, you can only see one at a time. But like mm. I will normally hold like the passport and then whatever the other documents are next to each other. So I can just easily like reference back and forth between yeah. them, especially see, with like that's... numbers and names. Yeah, yeah. Having to like click click and tap on like number and then swipe to map and then go and scroll through map. Like where's the location? There's the location. Then click on the yeah, location. That's, that's... I feel, and eventually you're gonna have a lot more documents, and that's gonna yeah. feel. Like, I mean, feel and like I've seen some instances because you were talking about this, just going into how I was organizing it. You were talking about how, like, when they present their documents and stuff like on like a table. In this, when they present the documents, they kind of just float in front of the character's face, and then depending on which one you click on, you can click on them in any order. That's the order they will show up. I usually did passport ID and then like whatever else, work visa, whatever. But as you click on them, mm. that's the order in which they will show up. Um, and then after you're done, like say you found a discrepancy or they you've checked everything and it's good, it'll say go on top of their uh, their uh, inform uh, their documents, and you just tap on go, and it'll just send it automatically back to them. Um, Interesting. And then when you're going to stamp their documents, there's like a little almost like like a truck pull horn, and you just slide that down, and it pulls up the thing, the the decline or go, and then you just tap on. You have to move the document underneath one of those two, and yeah. you just tap on them, and then you pull it yeah. the thing back down again, and it sends them their, doc- their documents. That's the same, but we don't get a cool truck pull thing. It's just like yeah, it's like a little chain button. with like a circle on it, and I can pull it down, which is cool. Damn, we just got a little fucking yeah, clicky a little tap lame button. button. Gotta yeah. full it's gonna be weird because like. On the desktop version, you can have like your basic rule book in one corner, then the passport, and then the work permit. And you can go into discrepancy detector mode mm-hmm. and you can just click between the, those three. You don't have to swipe or anything. So you can just have mode open. That sounds that's and sounds just go convenient. name on passport, name on fin, like issue number, issue number, this, yeah. that, this. I will say, as convenient as it is, there's a lot of misclicks, at least at first for me. Oh, yeah. I'm like on one document and I like accidentally click the wrong thing and then I'll go to click the other thing, but it's just like two things on the same document and then they're trying to reference each other. And yeah. it does that little, happens like, a lot. That happens a lot. It's, like, it's fine. Too. And I'm like, no, that's not what I was fucking trying to. God damn it. Yeah. 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 It's very frustrating. Um, 
I'm, I'm curious with, with the documents are they like free flowing like if you click and drag it you yeah. can put it anywhere yeah yep. literally you, oh, you, you can just, like it's like having a desk you can put it wherever you want and oh, that's i got cool. like um i got like a token that i can keep at my desk now i've got like a little astoshka token from somebody that i let through that i shouldn't have let I through. Also got, i also got a token too i don't know from who but i also got a token. I, didn't, I didn't get a token huh. i feel left out I don't, get a cool <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it does. I just get a lot of I just get a lot of strip club fucking flyers all the time. Yeah, there's a, a lot of strip club, club flyers. flyers. Yes, a lot of yeah. strip club flyers and a lot um, of citations that I get to just like on the okay. Well, more explanation on the desktop version, which is maybe not super interesting, but at least for the beginning of the context of where I'm storing. Yeah, things. yeah, exactly. So there's like the person walks up to the window, and there's a little desk below the window where they mm-hmm. throw their documents in. That's where I'll keep like the stuff I don't really need to see, like the strip club bullshit and yeah. like my citations, I just tuck them into like, like the like right hand side like of the little secondary desk. Dream. So they're out of the way because it gets, it gets cluttered real fast. It does look very cluttered. Like you gotta, yeah. gotta find, I did get one. Ways. I just remembered that I did get one interesting citation that, uh, somebody's sex on their passport did not match their yes. physical presentation. And someone's like, oh, uh, I just like recently got like a, a, an operation or something. And I still denied them. I was like, no, you can't come in. Your documentation doesn't match. <laughs> Fuck. All right. I was, like, I, was oh, I, I, I got nine citations. I wasn't messing that shit up again. I was the, like, nope. I did the same thing. except I didn't even pay attention. Like it didn't even, I didn't even phase me. I, I like, I just approved it. And then I got yep. the citation that was like, yeah. sex does not match. And I was like, oh, I must've just not even looked like, oh, well, yeah. after, after my first failure, I was doing everything. I was like matching up everything and make sure everything I was like, I was like sex yeah. picture document issue, whatever. I was making sure. So all I, accurate. It, it's really funny. Like how quickly, like the anxiety kicks in once you get mm-hmm. those first couple citations, you're yeah. like, Oh no. First couple. Especially cause like that, handful. that sex one, I was like, I was like, I, I, it never crossed my mind to click on sex and then click the person. Yeah. But going forward, I found myself being like, you don't look particularly masculine. I'm going to click sex and click you. Well, there and was just an instance where and... someone's like picture just didn't even match the individual. Like I clicked on them I've had and a the couple picture of those. and they, that didn't match either at all. And I was like, okay, that's just, I had that's a couple just of not those, you. But then the game was like matching data and I was like, um, clearly not. There's, 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 I don't know. There's, there's yeah. some interesting there's individuals. An old photo of you. Yeah, there's some interesting individuals here. One of my favorites is a gentleman that uh, will pop guy. up at multiple times throughout the mm-hmm. the six days. Uh, and the first day, man. he has zero documentation. He's like, "I want to come in," and you're like, "No, bro, you're not. You're not. You have no. You have nothing. You can't come in." It's actually. <laughs> That one specifically is hard because it's hard to figure out what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. I just denied him because I was like, nah, dog. And then he comes in I, with a passport that looks like he, he drew himself like as he was in line up here. And I was like, dog, no, you're not getting <laughs> here, man. Well, that's the that's the hard thing on the PC version. You can't just deny him. You have to go into the rule book and go into the rules where it says you have to have valid documentation. Oh, interesting. And you have to match them together. Because we don't have an auto deny, we have to like. So you're so I'm so used to just like hitting decline and sending a passport, but he has no papers. Yeah. So you have to go in the rule book you and you click like... on him and the rule, and then yeah. you have a conversation with him. Yeah. Like... So with with him, I don't know if this came up with you guys, but with him and there's another person that didn't have any documentation. Uh, a little thing came up that says uh, temporary passport, 
And that came up for me and that I could deny or accept him in. And I just denied it because he didn't have any other documentation. Oh, no, I've it. not had any of that whatsoever. No. Interesting. It's like a smaller little form of just a temporary passport on it. One thing I have had that's been interesting is uh, fingerprinting people because yes. they apparently yeah. have aliases. Um, and so their names don't match and you fingerprint them and it comes back and it will say either no known alias or it will come up with their name. Yeah. And then even though you know it's clear, you have to click it and then click their name in a passport to clear the discrepancy. Yeah. Um, which is kind of strange. But I fucked that up. Like I did the fingerprinting and then the name came up because it was like the name was so similar to whatever mm-hmm. the fucking name was. It was like two mm-hmm. A's versus one A in the name or some bullshit like that. And like he just came up with the dude's name on his passport, and I didn't even reference the other document. I was just like, "Oh yeah, this is his name," and then I accepted him, and of course, got fined. They're like, do you have to click on the two um, fingerprints and see if those match? Like, do you do that too? No. So you you okay. click interesting. Like when you, when you fingerprint them, it will come up with the name, and then it will say underneath aliases. And then what you do is you click that. So say there's no known alias, you click no known alias, and then you click their passport name. And it will say discrepancy and you click the fin to talk to them and you're like, we have no record of that alias. And then you can deny them based on that. Because yeah. we didn't, I didn't even say that. Like you can't just deny people for no fucking reason, but yeah. the game will fine you. For, yeah, absolutely. For Someone can have all their documentation. You could just deny them. Like the guy that came in yeah. that ultimately killed that woman, he had all of his correct documentation. Everything checked out. I could have denied him because the woman before had warned me that he was dangerous, but I, he, he was, he looked good. Uh, on paper, he was fine, so we let him in. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you do get fined though, which is yeah, where this game, yeah. as it ramps up, gets increasingly difficult to make positive moral decisions, but also protect your family. Right. The, the way that this game, I like to think about it, is like a really advanced trolley problem, where you like, you know, you pull the lever and you can kill one person you know, or you can kill ten people that are strangers, or whatever the fucking trolley problem is. And like that's what this game is. It's like, yeah, you're you're given a bunch of different moral questions, and you have to determine if you're willing to, you know, do the wrong thing that is the right thing inevitably yeah. in your own context, which is was what makes yeah. it so fascinating. Because like yeah. the mechanics are really just a matching game, and I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not very good at it. Like I just I, it's, I, yeah, it's like a puzzle game, like a very yeah. complex puzzle game. Yeah. Just matching yeah, up words does... and making sure the information is correct on on all the stuff that's presented to you. Yeah, it does kind of, like Kai said, it kind of becomes this whole, like, I I really need these kind of, like, correct... Because it's all performance-based, you know? If you do good at your job, you get paid more money. You fuck up, yeah. you get paid less. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the prospect of intentionally fucking up just because it's the morally correct thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, at the minute... I'm I'm fine, you know. I've I've I'm not got any sort of expenses, like because I mean I know from watching it, I know that uh, things will happen with your family. There'll be birthday gifts need to be bought. People mm-hmm. become ill, oh, so you lose you lose money there. Mm-hmm. So that's where the prospect starts to come in. Of like, you had a shit day at work, and then all of a sudden you've got to pay thirty credits for a birthday gift for your son. Yeah. So now the next day, Ooh. somebody will come along and you want to let them in because it's morally correct, but you need the money. And that's yeah. where the ethical sort of... Con- so at the minute, it's kind of cushy, everything's fine. But 
it's uh it could go very wrong very quickly yeah i mean jared already got arrested it it went wrong quickly for him yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting when i when i got arrested and i pull up the screen like it gives you your um stats oh yeah what was your offense oh I yeah thought, i thought they were gonna be like what's your offense um i don't have an offense it says my play time was 31 minutes um i had 31 travels travelers proceed 19 rivers approved 12 denied zero detained because i hadn't got to that point yet um, mm-hmm. nine citations earned <laughs> And 31 stamps applied. But interesting, it says ending one out of 20, which I yes. thought was fascinating. Yeah. So in, in that ending, like my family got sent back to some other country and then I got sent to prison. Which is wild considering that uh, this was essentially forced labor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to do this. Oh, you did it wrong? You, unlo- you unlocked this in a lottery. And they're like, this is that's, <laughs> no. that's, that's the American tax system for you. They're like, we know what you need to do. And here, you need to do it. But if you do it wrong, you go to jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, damn. Uh, well, I mean, we should also very briefly talk about the, uh, the terrorist attacks as well, I guess. Yeah. Because there's, 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 two, there's two, two attacks that happen in this uh, six-day period. The first yes. one is an individual that comes over and lobs a grenade and ends up hitting an individual. And what's interesting about the, the terrorist attacks is not only are they obviously terrible because it's a terrorist attack, but it's also inconvenient for you, the individual, because the workday gets cut short, which means you don't get paid, which is I love I love that you 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 backpedaled in preference to a fictional 16-bit <laughs> terrorist attack like these are horrible i mean they're Families, terrible but like i get money but also they cut your day short and it's really yeah. inconvenient <laughs> those pixels died but yeah. papa needs bank papa so needs money, you know? uh, i'm gonna be honest when this first happened like i i vaguely remember these uh from like four years ago when I played this game, but I I thought I caused it the first time. I thought I had like let someone in and they like ran in and then just like fucking tried to, they like the first one he throws a grenade. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, Oh no, did I do this? And it cut my day short. And I was like, Oh no. Uh, but no, it's it's good to hear that that's just part of the game. And another one, happens. I was like, I didn't at do least in the beginning, guy who May- just runs and car bombs two dudes. And yeah, like, yeah, that that that's the second terrorist attack that happened. That's not what happened on mine. Not, oh, I did not, get a second not, terrorist attack, but I let the bomb. second guy through. Oh, the second guy was somebody that I let through. His documentation was all fine. I didn't get a citation, and he walks past. Uh, he walks down the line to go into Arstochka. And there are like security guards at the end. And after the first terrorist attack, there are now like three of them. There was yeah. one initially. And um, as he's walking past the guards, he says, this is for Kalechia. And he blows up. It's like a suicide bomb. Yeah, 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 he yeah. blows himself that's, up. That's what I got as well. That's what I, I meant. I, I said car, car bomb. I, I like know. Well, I, I, he was the car in that scenario. <laughs> he was the car oh, in the car right, bombing. Right. Yeah, he was... It's very, they're very poor. <laughs> He's the I, I, you, well, for some reason, I imagine someone like ramming the fence with the car <laughs> and then like, yeah, Tokyo drifting. Yeah, no, I had a very, I had the exact same situation. The guy came through, okay. he walked past. Uh, I didn't see his like text. It kind of just pans over and then it explodes because 
with at least in the mobile version, my view is only like the the line in and then my booth. But if I touch and drag, I can see the other side. I can see like where those oh, guards are standing, but I can't see them unless I pan over that way. So in, until the explosion happened, I didn't see any of like the dialogue that happened. It just exploded. Which is even up. wilder. Cause I mean, I watched the bubble come up and he says like, he says something like this is for Kalechia or like glory yeah. to Kalechia. Which that's the which country an... they were at, that they just ended their six year war with, right? It was that, that yes. was the country. Yeah. Um but I mean for you, I guess it's even wilder because you are just in your booth, which is how it would be. Yeah. You'd just be doing the documents of another person and all of a sudden you just you hear an explosion, explosion behind you and you'd be like, What what the hell was that? What's happening? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. And I mean those those terrorist attacks, they bring in another slew of bureaucracy you know yeah. now uh people who aren't native to our Scotchka need more documents to get into the country and- well not only that like after that even people that were from the country now have to provide like identification not only do they have to have passports mm-hmm. but now they have to have ids that correlate with those passports too so yeah. A- yeah. as those attacks were happening more and more security was just was instilled for everybody that's involved yeah which makes our life more difficult yeah it means i gotta swipe through more paperwork Ugh. (laughs) (laughs) through paperwork Uh, um but i mean that that was the first six days pretty much that happened i don't know if there's any other characters you guys interacted with or any situations we talked more about the first six days than it took to play through the first six days (laughs) it took me like maybe like under 40 minutes to play through the first six days and yeah almost an hour I was unsure how to break it up because it's not a particularly long game. Yeah. But at the same point, I know what we're like when it comes to... Good job. Um, you had good instincts. Kind of issues. Yeah, exactly. Well, because, I mean, it's it's going to get deep, you know what I mean? Yes. There's going to be yeah. Yeah. shit that and we then... have to morally justify in our heads to do something. And it'll start to splinter. That's yeah. we'll, I mean, we, we already see a little bit of more it now, differing decisions and that will lead to more differing outcomes. And once again, there's 21 endings, as you said. So, yeah. Mm. And I mean, is. people in the Discord have said they're playing along as well. Yeah, let uh, us know what so... endings you get or your situations because that's it's super cool that there's that many outcomes. And like I said, just in this one, we have a couple things that the other hasn't seen. So it's really cool. Yeah. This has been a very low energy podcast, but we managed to. Talk it's very health, chill, you so. know. We're just like chilling, yeah, talking about car bombs vibing. and terrorist attacks. It's just a nice, relaxing day in the in the play along universe. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll go through and we'll kind of talk about how we felt about some of the intros into Papers Please and kind of uh, how we yeah. felt about it. Kai, you want to start us start us off here? Sure. I think your intro was fantastic, Jared. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> I know that's not what you wanted, but that's what you asked for. That is what I asked uh, for. That is what I wanted as well. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I've I've played this game previously. I was excited to play it again for the podcast. Yeah. I think it is interesting how gripping it is for how boring of a mechanic the game actually like something about the setup of this game and like the concept of it is so. Like, ooh, I want to do a good job. <laughs> Even yeah. though, like, I don't want to technically be part of a border crossing and, like, be the like determiner. That's a lot of pressure. But it just does such a good job of, like, putting you into this impossible situation of determining, like, people's outcome in life. And you have to just try to do your best judgment. Uh, it's, it's a great, like, just setup test thing. Like, I think 
I think observing how people play this game can tell you a lot about their worldview and how they would interact with people and how they view things. Uh, and that's like, that's, you know, a lot of great art does that. It's like how you perceive mm-hmm. it, how it affects you, says a lot about your cultural influence, who you are as a person. Um, so I, and, and I think that's why this game is as highly, uh, you know, acclaimed as it is, um, is that it, it really, it pulls more out of the individual playing it than it does presents to them. And that's yeah. a, that's a rare thing. Um, and I'm excited to to play through the rest of it and see the decisions that we make and the sacrifices we're willing to make on the behalf of, you know, literal pixels. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a great setup. I am not great at the mechanics, so I hope it doesn't get too much more complicated. If I remember correctly, the reason I actually stopped playing this game was because I just was not great at it. And I was very slow okay. at referencing paperwork and like, reading numbers to see if they're the same and i was just kind of like yeah i'm not i mean you love games that need like quick response time right you love those kind of oh you know me quick time (laughs) qte king over here (laughs) love me a quick time event uh let's just say i'm not going to be a fighter pilot anytime soon (laughs) uh but uh yeah i mean i'll get through it for this uh and i'm looking forward to to see how it how it pans out yeah, no, I, I I totally agree with everything you're saying. I may have had a, a rocky and rough start into uh, learning how to play this game, um, but now having a, a, a handle on it, I think that if there is more complicated mechanics introduced going forward, I have a better understanding of how to manage them. Um, no, this, this game is really interesting. Like you were saying, it's oddly simplistic, but also so complicated at the same time. It, it it's it's a weird fine line between those two, and they somehow like merge together into making a simply complicated game, which doesn't really make sense, but you does in this context. Of, what it reminds me of Oregon Trail. Like it's a very. It reminds similar... me of Oregon Trail and its visual design. That's really. But it, it also it's like it's very simple decisions, right? That hold like a bunch a of outcomes of to it. Yeah, yeah, and you like have to make choices and weigh the value of those choices you're like do i stop and hunt do i just keep going it's mm-hmm. like that kind of thing it's better than oregon trail in my opinion i mean we played yeah. through oregon trail it's, this podcast it's, it's, but it's, it's very similar to that yeah it's interesting you bring up oregon trail too because i think like in this game's visual uh style it lends itself to like kai was saying pulling more personality from the individual than like the game itself because all the characters are very like low res not a lot of detail in any kind of kind of characteristics other than like maybe man or woman but even that there is a lot of fluidity to that in some of these character designs too so you're really pulling like the information they're saying and telling you and taking that into context like oh i haven't seen my brother in 19 months or oh this man's gonna like hurt me if you don't do something about that and taking that emotional context in it whether rather it being like an individual but like a situation that we can kind of like put ourselves in is really interesting and it's really curious to see how that affects our decisions going forward and it's a really cool way of making a player feel like their choices have impact without there being a lot of like things happening on the screen you know like with 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 my situation in which i let the the gentleman in and he murdered the lady uh, the only context i got of that was a newspaper article 
like I didn't see this happen and she didn't like I didn't have like a family member come and tell me like oh it's your fault it was just like a newspaper and I was like oh shit that's that kind of sucks but just like (laughs) little (laughs) things like that that can instill kind of like a weird emotion of you like like guilt and regret of a certain decision is is really cool and the, the fact that it's already like presenting those things in the first six days is interesting so I'm excited and curious to see what other kind of wacky situations this uh game puts us in and, and really how ours differ because that's where you get really cool conversations where we all have kind of different situations that we deal with yes uh for me i vaguely remember how this game ends <laughs> up in terms of no I, I remember the mechanics it introduces and i know that fins get uh, a lot more strict in terms of what people have to do to get into the country um and that kind of adds to the tension of the gameplay and adds to that whole like you know i need to get for as many people as i can to make as much money um what i don't remember are the things that's going to interest me in terms of like the morality of who i let in who i don't let in etc um but these first six days have been although short very anxiety inducing um and now i'm curious to see how i cope with everything that the game's going to throw at us going forward mm-hmm. but i just i don't know the, the the intro to the game's been fine it was solid um, it was i think it was a solid intro to this game and kind of setting it or expectations as to what it's gonna be like it was a solid forward. yeah and i mean I'm sure you could sit here and try and justify the lack of a tutorial with like the message of the game or something. You know, you're just some fucking dude who's been contracted to come work. There's this job. Yeah. And, I feel like the but, lack of t- the tutorial almost is like is supposed to imply that this man was just kind of thrusted in this position. He also doesn't know what the fuck he's really doing. He's trying to learn as he goes too, which is exactly how the player is feeling in this. Yeah, and I mean, I. I, I can understand that to a certain extent, but at the same time, I, I kind of need to fucking know how I'm playing the game to That's a certain fair. level, you know? I mean, I also... Trial I, by fire. You learn by your no, failures. I agree <laughs> that some tutorial is probably helpful, and they could have done a better job, or just put it in the goddamn fucking workbook that you give us. Do a rules the... section. Put it yeah. there. That's uh, very true, yeah. But also, it's one of those games that you can play multiple times. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. short... 100%. And like... To, to what happened to Jared, right? He fucked up a bunch of times. You eventually learn how to play, and then yeah. you can get better and be better. Uh, I also just want to say your thigh game, very strong. Uh, like that you're giving that away, just uh, not on the, the Patreon, but to the to no. the general audience. This one's for uh, free, guys. Next time, your next forehead, time. But showing all the thigh. So, you know, that's, <laughs> well, here, that's you proper know camera positioning if I've ever seen it. I was going to send you this as what I was doing earlier because I'll show you my setup here. Hold on. I'll take a picture of this and I'll send it to you guys. Because that I have, does I, look like one of our former outdoor chairs that you have. Oh, yeah. You can, see, you can see kind of the handles here. Yeah, it's a very precarious setup. I'm not in my normal situation because it is late <laughs> at night. So I'm in a different environment. Still haven't fucking moved yet. Sitting in an empty living room right now. Still waiting for that to happen. So that's why this weird setup is happening right now. Uh <laughs> But thank you. I'll take the thigh compliment, and this one's for free, guys. Next time you won't get any of these. Uh, yeah, you gotta pay for this that juicy content. You gotta pay for it. Two dollars a month, tier one. <laughs> get to see the thighs. No, fuck $5 that. That's a, that's a five dollar. That's a five dollar Patreon thing. You don't get oh, that. Two dollars. 
Uh, okay, guys. Well, let's wrap it up there. Put a nice little bow on this. I feel like I said that at the ending of every episode now. It's kind of been like my shtick. Oh, shit. We got to recommend people some shit. I don't even remember what the prompt was. No, I do remember what the prompt was. Guys, we're going to recommend you some stuff. Kai's been playing the theme. The theme that Kai had recommended that we give you is Game Boy Games. Could be yes, Game Boy, mm-hmm. Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance. I'm gonna recommend Game you some Boy Game Boy SSP. games. I'm gonna try to cover my thighs a little bit so you can't actually see them. Let's just mm-hmm. do there. Um, uh, Kai, since this was yours, why don't you start us off? Recommend some Game Boy games to our yes. folks at home. Reminder: you get three, mm-hmm. and they shouldn't be Pokemon games or Zelda. Or Zelda. Number one, uh, 2004. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets for the Game Boy Advance. Uh, weirdly good game. I, I remember enjoying this a lot when I played it as a child. I have not played it since. That's going to be very <laughs> the same for a lot of these games. I really haven't gone back to the Game Boy. I think I, I once the DS came out, that was kind of just my world after that. Uh, and unless it's a Pokemon game, I really don't go back to play these games. But Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Uh, also, the Quidditch uh, aspect of that phenomenal i remember playing that at a uh, high school football games not when i was in high school but when i was a young lad uh, my parents are work when i was a young lad in high, high school, school. <laughs> and so i would go to football games but i is as it is very apparent to most people who know was 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 the quidditch sport. one a specific game i feel like i remember the quidditch no, one it was, being it, it was an aspect of the game mm-hmm. it, and it was my favorite part of the game <clears> and i would just keep playing the quidditch which is ironic that I said I'm not into ball sports, but I'm literally playing like wizard football. Anyway, <laughs> choice <laughs> choice two uh, is Prince of Persia: Sands of Time. Uh, a really fun not game. The best version of playing that game. <laughs> Who's to say? Uh, but it is a cool mechanic because on the Game Boy you can still reverse time, and so you hold uh, R on the back mm. of the Game Boy, and it'll just scroll backwards of what you just did. Which is a very it's a fun mechanic. It's a it's a good game. You have a nice little sand meter. Uh, yes, I also looked up how much these cost because uh, these are all oh, games God. that I, I honestly owned. Uh, a a copy in in box. These are in box prices. A copy of Harry Potter and the Chamber Chamber of Secrets for the Game Boy Advance is uh, forty five dollars um, with zero bids, or you can buy it now for seventy. Uh, and that Ooh. is it. That is. That is a unopened copy. Um, for Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, you can get a copy from around 45, 30, somewhere around there for a box copy. And then my last one is a game. Um, I don't know who's, this is very niche, or maybe it's not. I don't know how popular this was, but I was very into Beyblade. Uh, Beyblade G Revolution uh, was a great game. I remember that game. Uh, I loved Beyblades. Like, had a weird obsession with them uh, to the point that I went to a tournament. I did not participate, but I watched a tournament of Beyblades, which was weird still to this day that my parents thought that was a thing they should do for their child. But anyway, uh, the game was the game was pretty good. It's a pretty good game. You play a little top and you're like fighting other tops. And there's like a little narrative story about you becoming the champion in the background, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, those are my three recommendations. Uh, those are three games that I very much enjoyed. Uh, from the years of like mm-hmm. eight to twelve, um, not to mention the countless hours I put into Pokemon. I almost, I will say, I almost broke down 
and uh, did a Pokemon game, which is the Pokemon Dungeon-y ones. Mystery Dungeon? Mystery Dungeon. I also was but I was like, those. no, I can't I can't break the rules. Um, so yeah, those are my recommendations. Okay. Um, yeah, I almost did the same thing. I almost did Mystery Dungeon, but I was like, nah. Uh, first recommendation is going to be Dragon Ball Z. Scrolling like, through IGN's list of 20 best <laughs> Game Boy games. No, no, I picked, I found my three and I have I have them listed here. Um, Dragon Ball Z Legacy of Goku 2 on the Game Boy Advance. Um, not the first one because the first one wasn't good, but I really enjoyed the second one. The second one covers, I think all, there's three because Boo's Fury is the third one, but they all cover the different arcs. The um, Frieza arc in the first one. This one is the Cell Saga. Um, but it was interesting because it's like a Dragon Ball RPG almost. But if it was like a beat em up too, you kind of walk around the pixelated world and you're like mashing A to punch and mashing B to like shoot Kai and everything like that. Um, but it was fun. I loved it. Please, please don't shoot me. Please shoot me. <laughs> um, I remember just really enjoying this game, and I was I was really into Dragon Ball Z at the moment too. So being able to play as like like Trunks and go through like the the future Gohan and that whole saga and everything like that was really interesting. Um, and the game was just a, just a good old time to play. Uh, second one is going to be one of the two Final Fantasy games that I've played, which is Final Fantasy Advance or Final Fantasy VI. Um, I love this game. I don't remember finishing it. I don't think I ever beat this, and I really want to go back and finish it, because I remember the story of Final Fantasy Advance being really interesting and compelling and covering topics of like mental health and suicide and, and just like some heavy topics for like a, like a 12-year-old boy to be playing on this game way fast. Yay, suicide! Um, but it, I, I remember the combat... reaction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but i remember the combat being really fun and like visually like i feel like on game boy advance this was like the era of like games looking like this on mobile like mobile games weren't a thing like games looking like this quality that were you could take anywhere with you kind of wasn't a thing and it was cool to see kind of these turn-based rpgs on the game boy advance um I tried to find an interesting one. My last one's kind of a cop out. It's not a it's not a Zelda. It's not a Pokemon. It's a Mario, but it's not a traditional Mario. It's Super Mario Advance, which was originally Super Mario Brothers 2, which is the weird one that's like has verticality and is like not a traditional Mario game by any means. You jump on enemies and you lift them up instead of actually jumping on them and they die. You can throw them over your head. This was the game I introduced, like Shy Guys and uh, the Cactus Plants and Birdo and everything. Yeah. Um, but I played this originally on the Game Boy Advance, and I just remember playing hours of it. It's on the NSO, and I'm actually playing it currently, and it's still fun. still holds up. Shout out to my kings, queens, and MBs out there who had to use a plug-in light to play yep. Game Boy at night. You yep. will not be forgotten because we are here. Also, I don't know if you remember, but that also didn't work really well. I remember a big ass glare being no, on my screen it a lot of the time. Too. Work no, it was awful. I mean, the alternative was not the SP was so successful. Yeah. A, it looked like a flip phone. Sick. B, it had a backlit screen. Yeah. Yeah, I had the camera and the printer and everything. Fuck oh, you had the now. printer? I didn't have the Game Boy printer. You were caked up. Bro. Damn. See, me and Jared couldn't is... even have a functioning link cable most of the time. <laughs> exactly. Well, so we, me and my sister kind of shared the 
the peripherals of it. But it was. It turns out Game Boy catalog is a weird blip in my gaming history because I remember playing shit tons of Game Boy games, both color and advance. Mm-hmm. I cannot fucking tell you for love nor money what I was playing half the time. I know I played a shit ton of Pokemon. Um, I played the first two generations fucking constantly. Um, I remember playing Dr. Mario. Dr. Mario was a fun game. Um, I would play Contra on my Game Boy Color. It was like Contra, I think it was Contra 2. Uh, Stupidly fucking hard game. (laughs) Stupidly fucking hard. Uh, I didn't know about the Konami code back then, so I didn't have the cheat to give me like 99 lives or whatever it was you got. Um, Simpsons Road Rage as well. I played Simpsons Road Rage on Game Boy Advance, and that was amazing at the time. I have a feeling that it's probably dog shite. <laughs> um, but at the time, it was amazing. I wanted to, I, I've been trying to scroll through lists and jog my memory and be like, oh, yeah, I fucking. Nothing I, stood I, out. Bro, I remember going to like secondhand shops and I played a lot of like movie tie in Game yeah. Boy Advance well, games. That's, that's the thing about the Game Boy Advance and even the Game Boy before it. There are so many fucking games. There's like, a lot of Game Boy sure games. That, I remember going to Toys R Us maybe like 2007, 2008. You walk in that bitch and all like. All those little boxes just fucking oh, boxes lined were, boxes up. Were so cool. And they, I mean, they also separated girls and boys, which is like a little, little fucked up. But like, you know, you had like the Barbie games and all that shit going on. And then you yeah. had like the boy games. Um, but so many games. I have a feeling that's an untapped, like, uh, you know, reservoir of like potential, just like sleeper games out there that yeah, are just like, definitely. oh, just like, Weird, you know, Meet the Robinsons 2007 for Game Boy Advance. <laughs> you know, you know what I remember more is like, individual episodes of like Naruto being on like the Game Boy carts and watching those, like the little like what? gray ones, the movie things. That's a thing. What? Yeah, they no had they, they would they would existed. do um individual episodes of like TV shows like Dragon Josh and stuff like that. You can get them on Game Boy carts and you would watch them that way. That's crazy. That's See, like, I so rem- fucking cool. I remember when you said about the Beyblade game, I remember playing a Beyblade game and I remember playing like a Digimon game. Oh, here we go. I cannot fucking tell you for love nor money what I was playing. Oh my God. I spent 15 minutes before we started recording this fucking podcast trying to look for the RPG Digimon game that I loved. I can't Thank find you. it. I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one that remembers that. It was like a isometric... RPG Digimon game. Here you yeah. go. I sent you a picture of these. They're called GBA Video, and they were literally just oh, episodes damn. of TV shows that you would have on Game Boy cards. Here, yeah, the only the one I the here. only one I could find was for DS. It was like Digimon Dusk and Dawn, and it like looks sort of similar, but it's not it. If no. you're out there and you're listening to this podcast and you also remember this game from the early 2000s, which was a Digimon isometric top down, took place in a town of sorts mm-hmm. at the beginning, at least. Uh, me and Ben have at least tried to Google briefly what this is, and we can't find it. So if you know out there, please come to our Discord and tell us, because I would love 
to just download the ROM. I'm not going to buy this game. I'm not a fucking monster. Uh, but and see it, and see if it was as good as I remember it being. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I re- uh, I remember there was one on the PlayStation as well. But I remember ooh, there the was PlayStation specific- one was good. It was like Rumble Arena or something like that. That's the one I remember. It was, but there was specifically one on Game Boy. Yeah. That I mean, because that's kind of what my Game Boy experience was. We'd go to like like the cash converter, and they had like a sticker system where like each color was a different value. Mm-hmm. And my mum would be like, right. I got a fiver. You can spend a fiver on a Game Boy game, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, hell yeah!" I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy the Incredibles for Game Boy Advance. <laughs> <laughs> I had the PS2 Incredibles game, and I remember that being a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, speaking so... of, of Discord, we have some recommendations for our Discord peeps. Also, the longer this podcast goes, the slowly my camera is panning forward. I'm losing less and less mm-hmm. of my head. That's here. why your that's why your thighs. <laughs> I was like, dude, what is happening? It just because like... I, I I put a picture in the Discord. I've literally because the 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 <laughs> Surface Pro has like a kickstand, so I just put the kickstand over the little pillow on my on the chair, and it's slowly just bending forward. So let's go get into oh, I, this Discord. I, I, I see that. All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um eric from the unlockables podcast he says oh it's one way oh he's a uh game boy era pokemon he says advance wars and metroid uh on on the switch is a dream but i've heard a lot of good things about advance wars he's told me that advance wars one and two are really good it's like a uh, tactics game apparently there is there's remakes that were supposed to be on the switch that were supposed to come out but then like when the ukraine stuff happened nintendo's like mm, we probably should don't want to like have a war game come out right now and then it's been in kind of perpetuity as yes. the time yeah as of as of now so it's like yeah this imagine is one like, I've also... modern warfare did that shit like now's a bad There's, time it was it was meant to come out and like advanced wars is one that i've heard eric talk about and other yeah. people talk about especially as the the hype for the remake like the remakes got like more and more um but i fully don't remember this game at all whatsoever but i've only heard good things about it i might have sort of fixed my camera but it's okay we'll continue <laughs> no ex- same same uh dave jackson tales from the backlog says warioware warioware is fun i have not played a warioware game i don't know if that's blasphemy but i've not never played warioware the only warioware i've played is the warioware level in super smash brothers (laughs) that's as warioware as i've played i feel like i played a warioware on the wii it's pretty much like a a a collection of micro games where it's like little tiny like five second mini games like you're like plucking nose hairs out of a giant nose or you're stopping a dinosaur no, no. from there, like there stepping on a volcano fucking hell this is unlocked to memory there was a wario unlockables game that was like there's a 2d side scroller wario game wario yeah Land. that was the two that that i played that that's <laughs> yeah, that's the fucking list that's that fucking one this is what i mean like so much of my list is just me being like there was a game and you did this and i can't remember what it is yeah uh neil says the uh he said there's a hidden gem that was also on the ds called scourge hive which is an isometric perspective metroidvania heavy on the metroid which is interesting an isometric i remember playing metroid metroid gameplay another good game boy uh ninja 5-0 don't know what that is. That just sounds like Ninja Police. Playing, <laughs> like, uh, what's the uh, what's the little the blue guy? 
with a little blaster. Mega Man. Mega Man. <laughs> Remember playing a lot of that on Game Boy. Look, guys, I got like two functioning brain cells left at this point. Uh, this, he says Scourge Hive looks like Mega Man. Oh, does it? Oh, okay. Interesting. He says all the Final Fantasy parts and the tactics, um, the Sonic games that were overall pretty solid 2D games on there. I'm trying to think of... Damn, I was not wrong. Ninja 5.0 is literally a ninja who is a cop. Hell yeah. Shocker. Fuck yeah. That's a cool ass that's a cool ass game. Right? <laughs> ninja cops? That was the shit that you could only get away with in the early two thousands. No oh, one's yeah. green lighting ninja cops these days. Oh, multiple people. Oh, no. Troidal Troidal Power comes in with the the Ninja five O uh recommendation. Uh he also brings up the Castlevania games. Oh, the Mario and Luigi games on um Game Boy Advance are really good. Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga is such a fun and interesting game, turn-based RPG. So, you know, plug your ears, people that are triggered by those things. But because the uh, Game Boy only had two buttons, when you would get into combat, each of those buttons controlled either Mario or Luigi. So, like, when you were trying to dodge moves or, like, when you had to press A to kind of block um, oncoming damage, you would either press A for Mario or B for Luigi. And they had moves that would, like, combine one another, too. But it was really fun. I, there's, like, a four or five of the Mario and Luigi games. They're really cool. Really fun. Fuck, man. I'm unlocking all kinds of nostalgic memories, but this one's a PS2, uh, PS2 game. But carry on sorry that's it that's all i got those are the recommendations for from y'all if you want to give us some recommendations head over to the discord down in the description below along with all of our other stuff and if you want more yummy play along pod in your life go over to our patreon where we have more content and i do more hand dances like this. do you know who chad chad is by chance chat chat or chad 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 no does he do that same thing uh, she is a YouTuber. Mm, well, but yes, <laughs> yeah, fucking cancelled. Uh, no, she's, she's a YouTuber, and at the end of all of her videos, she goes, "Thank you for watching my video." After all the videos on the internet, but the way you just did all, I was like, "Oh shit, you did chat chat." Uh, anyway, nope, that, that is for literally like three people. Uh, um, also, I- I'm gonna throw this out because if you've made it this far, you deserve this. I listened to the Sacred Symbols podcast today. Uh, which is apparently fucking super popular. It's like a PlayStation po- based podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like four hours fucking long. We kick their ass. This is a way better podcast. Stop <laughs> listening to those fuckheads. They they just announced that they hit like twelve thousand people on Patreon. Like, oh shit, it is the most bullshit podcast I've ever heard. This is beef. I'm starting fucking beef, and I know that's the end of this. They need to be fucking we- better. <laughs> Uh, okay, call people to check out. out secret uh, symbols now. Okay, yeah. don't know if I uh, agree with you. Also, Kai's, the guy Kai's, who, Kai's user is own. The guy, the guy who is the the lead person of that podcast was the old IGN editor for the PlayStation oh, section. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's also a libertarian, so I've got beef with him for that. If nothing <laughs> else, I like beef. Beef is good. Uh, I believe it's my turn to recommend the peeps at home some stuff. Right, it is. Do you have a thing in mind? Because I can talk about something if you don't. No, no, not, no, not like a recommendation. I want to be like, why you're thinking. Okay, I talk, need to know. I'll, okay, I see. Talk. People, people who are listening to the show, if you're in the Discord, does anyone else remember the <laughs> B-Boy game on PS2? Right? Because this randomly <laughs> unlocked a memory for me of a B-Boy game that was like... Uh, it wasn't like a rhythm game. You had like inputs for different B-Boy moves. But... 
It introduced oh. me to a lot of good hip hop. It's music. so hard to think about a topic listening to Ben's story about fucking B Boy right now. Dude, what was the listen. what was the wrestling game for PS2 that was with the like fucking the rap group? Uh, oh, um, I have it on GameCube. I I have a copy of it in the closet. It was I know, um, I know. Def, Wait, Jam. So, Def Jam, Def Jam, Def Jam, Def oh, Jam, fucking okay. wrestling. Wild that that exists. Also, we need games like this. Like, I want to see Takashi Six Nine make a wrestling game. Like, I don't even like his music, but I just I just want weird shit. Like, what happened? We're all obsessed with AAA games. Well, so yeah, I mean, I was uh, I was thinking about this recently as well because I was like, mm, I might do an interstitial dish game, but um. What? what was the fucking what was the game i got the... fucking nothing have we done the mobile games already it. no okay i yes, want you to yes, recommend we, we have done mobile games are you sure no we haven't i'm a thousand percent sure well we're double dipping i want you to recommend no because we Redux. did apps ben did apps i want oh, you to recommend you. i want to recommend some mobile games games that you would play on your phone if you don't play any games on your phone try to find ones that are at least semi-interesting that you would in theory if you played phone games download them and i play mean them all my phone games are going to be from the ipod touch era that's fine. the only time i ever played <laughs> if, if there's if you can access them now pizza. in some weird like uh proxy browser then that's yeah, fine where my where my where my pocket got homies at <laughs> remember that game <laughs> I, I will stipulate that they, it can't be a form of streaming service so xbox game pass doesn't count and you can't do like ps now like streaming like that stuff doesn't count strictly apps in the app store mobile games yeah there only apple store none of that android bullshit no, you no can. One, hey, you can no one wants your Android phones. We don't discriminate. I mean, sort of. I'm so but. tired. I'm so sorry. That was that was mean for no. We've reason. Somehow we somehow made Android this uh, 45 gonna... minute section of Papers Please span out to an hour and a half of bullshit. So thank you guys so much be for like, listening. Oh, you guys should play Low Wild Rift, but now I don't know if I'm gonna. Yeah. Thank you all for wa- watching. Jesus Christ, I need to go to sleep. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for getting to the end of the episode. As always, uh, in the next episode, we will be going through days. 7 to 11. 7 to 11 of Mm -hmm. Papers, Please, and seeing what other exciting adventures we can get ourselves into. But until then, we love you, we appreciate your listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to this over sacred symbols. They don't deserve it. (laughs) Bye.